Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If you're into betting the NFL or just learning about different ways to look at NFL games, 670, the score is your spot for the next three hours. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios Presented by your local Hyundai dealers. I'm on Twitter, at Joe Ostrowski, at Joe Ostrowski. Usually here every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 a.m., but we have the BetQL NFL Playoff Show with my guys Nick Costos and Ken Barkley from 7 to 9. So I'm hanging out with you guys a couple of hours earlier here on this Saturday. We have pro better Simon Hunter in a moment and pro football focuses Eric Eager in a few. But let's start with how I view this weekend's AFC matchups. You'll be able to hear all four playoff games right here on Sports Radio 670. The score starting with Bengals-Titans. This number's been sitting at 3.5 throughout the entire week. Everybody is high on Joe Burrow, and you should be. But my question is, how much can Burrow actually cover up with his very talented receivers? Because in the trenches... It's big advantage, Tennessee. When you look at that Bengals offensive line going against the pass rushers of the Titans, that Bengals D-line is beat up. They lost their best run stuffer to IR. However, Trey Hendrickson, good to go. He cleared concussion protocol, 14 sacks on the season. The Burrow-Chase connection is undeniable. Last three games, 15 yards per attempt, 169 yards per game, and three touchdowns. Burrow, number one in the NFL this year in completion percentage. Number one in yards per attempt. And with Cincinnati, you have the better quarterback in the game. But everywhere else I look, it's advantage Titans. Derrick Henry returns for the first time since week eight. So he's going to have some fresh legs behind a very strong offensive line. When Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones are on the field at the same time, Titans average seven yards per play. 6.1 yards per play was number one in the NFL. So when they're together, they're awesome. With Henry on the field, you would assume that play action would be a big part of this one. The Bengals are terrible against play action. Their defense gives up 8.7 yards per play, 30th in the NFL. How about the head coach, Vrabel against Zach Taylor? 
when Vrabel has extra rest, eight days or more, he's 8-0 straight up, 8-0 against the spread, Titans scoring 30 points per game, but only giving up 11 points per game. If the Titans get out to an early lead, this one might be over early. I'm going to lay the points. I like the Titans minus three and a half. The other AFC matchup tomorrow night, it's the game of the weekend. Bills at the Chiefs. Buffalo waiting for this big moment. The line for most of the week has been sitting around Kansas City minus one and a half. It opened Chiefs favored by two and a half, but sharp money coming in on the Bills. and They bet the Bills money line very early. These two teams met in week five. Bills won 38 to 20. Josh Allen, it wasn't the Josh Allen from last week, but he was Extremely efficient and impressive. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, 15 for 26, 315 yards in that game. And Kansas City had four turnovers. Mahomes, three of them, two through the air, one on the ground. That's not going to happen again. But does Buffalo have to repeat last week or what they did in week number five to take down the Chiefs? That's a big question here. The defensive end, I'd say, is advantage Bills. Their pressure rate went from 22% last year to now 31% leading the NFL. They know their running back. It's Devin Singletary. He's been dominating the usage for the last month or so. And I know a lot of you Bears fans are going to be checking in, hoping uh, that the Bears end up landing Brian Dayball as their next head coach. The market is telling us these two teams are even. The game's at Arrowhead, and it's been hanging around one and a half, two points all week. So that suggests that these two teams are even. I can't blame you if you look at this matchup and say, I can get Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid, Kelsey, Tyreek at Arrowhead, and the point spread is less than a field goal. I'm just going to do that. Because the last few times that's been the case, Kansas City has covered. Chargers, Cowboys, Raiders. The one time they did not cover that point spread inside of a field goal, Buffalo Bills. History tells us Mahomes, three-point favorite or shorter, you just bet on him. 14-4-1 against the spread, covering at a rate of 78%. This is a complete coin flip. The line tells you that. But everything the Bills have done building this roster has been for this moment. And I think they're going to meet that moment. I have the Bills winning, but uh, if you don't want to go against the Chiefs at home, I totally understand. But you can go Bills money line. You can take the point or two. That's fine, but uh, I'm rolling with Buffalo. Would love to see them take down the Chiefs to make it to the AFC title game. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. Let's hear from professional better Simon Hunter, also doing work with the Action Network. This week on my show, BetQL Daily. You can check it out weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. on 105.9 FM HD2 and the Odyssey app. We started with Simon Hunter on the first game of the day, titans Bengals. Take a listen. It, that, that film of C. Derrick Henry definitely boosted confidence. If you're a believer in the Titans, which I am, I bet their Super Bowl future. I'm, I'm going to take them in this game for the simple fact of a little bit what we talked about Derrick Henry. He looked mad in practice. Like the guy was running mad in practice. You're hearing all these rumors coming out of Tennessee that, that Vrabel has already told people they're going to run him 20, 25, 30 times if possible. Jeez. That's what we want. That's what we want for Tennessee betters. We're not betting on Tennessee because of Tannehill. If anything, we're looking at this team and saying to ourselves, we have the data. We have the numbers that prove that with Julio back, with AJ back, with Derrick Henry back, when they've all been on the field together, Tannehill's played his best. He's, he's averaged five more yards per completion 
when those guys are on the field with him. So with the play action, everything like that, I'm really looking at this Tennessee team thinking to myself, this line should be four. The fact that it's still sitting at three and a half, I like the value there. But of all the games that have given me the most, I wouldn't say confidence, it feels like this is the one where we have a Cincinnati team that they got their first playoff win in 31 years last week. They're, they're going to be feeling good all week. We have a Tennessee team who's been to this playoffs before. They've been in this position before. They know this is their time. They're the one seed. It's just a really good spot to be taking a Tennessee team that the public just doesn't like. It's just not a team that's sexy. Again, they're plus 850 as a one seed to make it to the Super Bowl. The, the public does not bet them. So, to me, I think we're getting good value on a Tennessee team here just because, like I just said, the public does not want to be betting them. Yep. And uh, you kind of led me to the next question. What's intriguing about the divisional round is all of these underdogs are coming off playoff victories and those seem to me a little bit more so you can see the public back them you think the public's going to back cincinnati well the other other underdogs that we have this weekend san francisco la rams and buffalo um and maybe just cincinnati's answer to this question but which ones of the four underdogs do you think will be public underdogs I'm going to go with the Bills. I mean, they just, again, just to talk to other professionals, too, I, I know a couple of really sharp groups. They've come in heavy on the Bills. They, they had a perfect game. They, they literally played the perfect game, and we've seen the Chiefs this year. They just they haven't been what they've been in the past, which is that well-oiled machine that's always just putting up crazy amount of points and just dominating on both sides of the ball. But I look at the other point where it's like, that's kind of why I want, I want to fade the Bills. The Bills played such a flawless game last week we've seen historically teams that win by the margin they've won by they just don't do the good the next week against the spread now i'm getting my homes it's dropped below two points at home i have to take it i mean the fact that the public is on the bills makes me even more excited because i've seen the discrepancy the money it's really skewed towards this bills team so it just seems like the early money has come in on the bills i'm getting good value on the chiefs i could see the chiefs closing by uh this weekend up to two as long as the public keeps taking this money line the bills it's going to keep dropping it every bookmaker i've talked to so far has just said that that's where the money is the money just keeps coming down the bills money line like no one's taking the points for the bills people are just taking the money line so on the weekend you know i felt like san francisco was the better coach team against dallas that to me that was more about dallas just losing that game than it was um the 49ers looking super impressive and dominant but I think the 49ers might be able to keep this game close. I think where they might get in trouble is if they have to abandon the run game. And I just don't think Jimmy G can go toe for toe with Aaron Rodgers. And in the end, I'm sure the Packers will win. I'm curious, you know, what are your thoughts on this game? And how do you think the Niners stack up against the Packers? Yeah, and if you're a Niners believer, this is the matchup. This is why you were betting on them for these kind of matchups where Green Bay they have no real weaknesses except the run defense. They can be run on. That's that's exactly how you can beat Green Bay. It's how Aaron Rodgers usually loses. If a team can run on Green Bay, keep Aaron off the field, kind of same exact thing we saw with Dak. Dak's just going to get a rhythm against the 49ers. I think they had seven points heading into the fourth quarter against this 49ers team. It's just because they're killing you with just not giving you a rhythm. It's, it's really hard to go out there, go three and out, and then you sit on the bench for – 30 minutes sometimes real time because the 49ers take these 10 minute drives and just run it down the field and eat up the clock. So looking at these matchups, I, I, I really thought that this number was, it was bumping up because Jimmy was hurt, but everyone saw Jimmy. Jimmy looked good at practice. The word is that he's fine. He's going to be starting Saturday and the line hasn't moved. It's, it's still sitting there at the six. So 
I'm a little hesitant to uh, bet a ton on the money line of the 49ers. Going into it, I was all in on the 49ers. But I'm definitely taking the six. Uh, that's that's way too many points in such a close matchup. Both these teams, every time they've played since these guys have both been coaches, it's just been close. Shanahan knows what LaFleur is going to do. LaFleur knows what Shanahan is going to do. And to me, again, six points, that's exactly what we talked about, the public moving that number. It's been teased down. That's why they've moved up to such a high number. Now people are teasing it to the zero. And I look at it as if we're getting maybe two, two and a half free points for the 49ers. So I'm definitely going to be on it. I am um, just might not be betting the money line like I thought I was going to. Maybe I'll do first half money line with the 49ers, but I just can't see how they're going to pull the upset, upset over Rodgers in Lambeau if Jimmy is really with a banged up shoulder. Like I can't really trust that guy to get me a final two-minute drive down the field where – I like them to keep it close. I just, if it's going to be a close game, I have to take Aaron Rodgers on the money line. Rams off of just a beatdown of the Cardinals on Monday. Now go to Tampa Bay against a Bucks team that looked good, but also lost some more players. Ryan Jensen got banged up in and out. Tristan Wirfs got hurt, tried to come back in. It wasn't great. They went to a backup tackle. And now here come the Rams who beat this team during the regular season. What, what do you think of this? It, it feels weird to say. Stafford's going to go on the road and beat Brady, but it also feels like the Rams have a chance in this game. Yeah, we're all doomed. That, that was my, like, I talked to another <laughs> friend, and he laughed at me saying that. He was like, you know you're taking Stafford over Brady, right? And I I took a step back, and I go, I know, but it's just, I, I can't not do it. Like, when you're looking at this Buccaneers team, like you just touched on, these injuries have to catch up to them. They have no one left in their secondary. Their center got hurt. Their all-pro left tackle went down with an ankle injury. Tried to come back in, almost got Brady killed against this Eagles team, which, you know, Joe, we don't really have a pass rush. Now you have Von Miller, Aaron Donald, a really good pass rush on this Rams team going up against them. I have to take the Rams. I, I hate to do it, though. I, like, I hate that I'm in this position where Stafford, it wasn't like he was incredible last week. What was he, 13 of 17? And that's all they really need him to do. But just in looking at this matchup, it's really hard not to take a Rams team that – they have Cooper Cup. They got Odell. They got both running backs, and Cam Akers, Sony Michelle healthy. And across the field, the Buccaneers, they're just – they've made it to this point, which is incredible because it's Tom Brady, but it's like these injuries have to catch up to them. They're down A.B. They're down Godwin on the offense. Now they might be down two really important key starters on their offensive line. If they're down an all-pro left tackle, that has to mean something against this Rams team. Uh, Simon, are you doing anything with totals? I know you're more of a sides better, but uh, we've got three totals – around that 47-48 number, and then uh, the one that's way up there, 54-55 uh, range for KC Buffalo. Yeah, I'm on the under of all of them, and I took the one high one. I took the over in the, the Chiefs-Bills game. Um, historically, I believe in the NFL, games that are above 53-and-a-half, they're 8-1 towards the under in the playoffs. The only one over was the Bills versus the Chiefs last time they played each other in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I'm just looking at two offenses that, Again, as a Bears fan, I know you guys want this OC from the Bills. He's one of the better offensive minds in all football. And he just he knows what Josh Allen's strengths are. He's never not going to have him throwing the ball. And we've seen with Mahomes. Mahomes, I keep telling people, go back and look at that Houston Texans game when he was down 21 nothing, And then by the end of the first quarter, it was tied 21-21. It's like this kid is just very unique in the way he plays in the playoffs with just no regard. It's just like they're going to go for it in the playoffs. That's how the Chiefs really run their offense. I can't take that under in that matchup. So I'm on three unders and one over. Simon Hunter of the Action Network, pro better as well on BetQL Daily. And we checked in with another one of my favorite guests, PFF's 
Eric Eager, beginning with the largest point spread of the weekend, Packers favored over the Niners at Lambeau. It was weird when the, the number opened Sunday, it was or even Sunday morning, Saturday night, it was like four and a half. And I, I think a lot of people understandably took Green Bay, just thinking about you know the healthy you know nature of Green Bay getting back you know Bakhtiari, Sarah Alexander, also um, Zadarius Smith. Um, with San Francisco, you, they got a little bit lucky with Fred Warner's going to be able to play. Nick Bosa is likely to play. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, though, with that thumb injury, you wonder, um, you know, easy to throw the ball, possibly with a thumb injury in you know Los Angeles' SoFi Stadium. Um, as well as Dallas's Jerry World, but in Lambeau Field, how, how, much, how easy is it going to be there? So uh, that number has moved out to six. I think six is probably right where it should be. To me, I think that San Francisco is going to have to run the football better than they did against Dallas. They're going to have to, you know, sort of hope that Green Bay's defense, which you know was pretty good most of the season, but kind of got soft later in the year, stays that way post by. The first game of the weekend, Bengals at Titans. Titans three-and-a-half-point favorites. I saw you tweeted, Eric, um, uh, or retweeted the Vrabel and the Titans on eight-plus days of rest. Vrabel and the Titans straight up and ATS 8-0. Who do you like in this matchup? Yeah, going against that even, I think, you know, so this number opened around three, and, you know, a lot of my colleagues and I went to the game uh, against the Raiders. We all started asking each other, well, what should the number be? And I think we all – landed on three and a half. So uh, I think the movement towards three and a half is supported, you know, by uh, I think a lot of the statistics and the narratives and what you're talking about with the one seed being valuable, the buy being valuable, you know, guys like Larry Ogunjobi being out for the Bengals, uh, their defensive line being banged up against Derrick Henry. I think all of those uh, are why you're getting with the Bengals more than a field goal here uh, and probably should be. Uh, but I think now that you've crossed three, one has to take a look at, at the quarterback matchup in this game. And I think it's unmistakable that the way Joe Burrow is playing right now probably offers a better option at the position than Ryan Tannehill, um, who has been up and down this year. Uh, you know, and Todd Downing, the play caller for the Titans, hasn't necessarily been, uh, you know, the, the best this year. So it's an interesting one. I, you know, I think the Titans have been, have been slept on most of the season, and people aren't properly pricing in the buy when you look at the fact that they're, the third favorites in the AFC you know, market uh, to make it out. But I think in this particular game, now that the number's out to three and a half, you have to take a look at Joe Burrow. Eric, uh, the Rams three-point underdogs in Tampa Bay on Sunday. We saw this matchup earlier this season in L.A. The Rams won it uh, and pretty convincingly over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now we're seeing it again. Rams, impressive Monday night. Bucks, uh, that game was over pretty early against the Eagles, so they had some more injuries in that game. Uh, I'm a little worried about Tampa Bay's offensive line here. When, when Tristan Wirfs went down on Sunday, the game was over. It didn't matter against the Eagles, but there was a lot of pressure on Tom Brady, and that Eagles front isn't as good as the Rams front. What do you think of this matchup and, and the Wirfs injury? Could that, uh, could that lead to an upset here? It's weird. I mean, in week three, um, Tampa Bay was favored by one and a half points in L.A., and I know Los Angeles doesn't necessarily have the best home field advantage in the world, um, but, you know, that, that would imply a bigger spread here for Tampa if the two teams had sort of stayed equally power-rated. Um, I know that the, uh, you know, the Bucks have lost a lot of players throughout the season, but so have the Rams. I mean, they lost Robert Woods, one of their best players. You know, I, I think defensively, you know, they lost Jordan Fuller, for example, at safety. Um, so this number is kind of curious to me. In fact, it's probably going to be more of a two-and-a-half by the time it's all said and done. If you look at Pinnacle, for example, Bucks minus three is plus 103. Uh, I agree with you that, you know, the three sacks on third down, the four sacks overall for uh, Philadelphia during that game, 
uh, was troublesome. But I'm going to give Brady the benefit of the doubt, a guy who's always protected his offensive line, with a week to know that he's going to have to be sort of on his best behavior in the pocket. I think he'll do a decent job mitigating some of the issues they have should Wirfs uh, and and Ryan Jensen be limited or out uh, in this game. And then it comes down to Stafford. And, you know, you look at Monday night's game, uh, they didn't really have to lean on Stafford much. And they protected him, and he did a really good job throwing the football. When they've had to sort of rely on him to throw the ball a lot, I mean, he led the league in interceptions. So we take a broader look at this thing, and it's it's not just about how the teams played uh, last week. Eric, before we get to your favorite game of the week as a big Chiefs fan, uh, something we were just talking about, the head coach-quarterback combo that you trust the most, Reed and Mahomes uh, going number one, felt like the easiest pick, and then it got really tricky two through four. If we're going Mahomes-Reed number one, where would you go to in, uh, of the eight teams alive? Who's last? Oh, that's a great question. To me, I think LeFleur is one of the most underrated entities in all of football. Uh, I know that people are going to say, well, you know, he inherited Aaron Rodgers. That Packers team that he inherited had two straight losing seasons before he came on and won 13 games uh, in three straight years. Uh, Rodgers is playing at the top of his game right now for the last two years, basically. LeFleur has done a great job sort of ignoring a lot of the noise that happened in the offseason and just puts a winning team on the field every single year. So to me, I think it's, it's those two guys. Um, and then after that, I think it's probably, and this is less about Arians than it is about Brady, but I think it's like Brady, Arians, and then probably Stafford McVay as much as it kills me, uh, and then McDermott, Allen. Man, I, well, Joe Burrow more than Zach, Zach Taylor, but then Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, um, Jimmy G, Kyle Shanahan, and so I guess at last would be Vrabel, Tannehill. But I, it, you know, I think that speaks to the sort of, strength of this entire weekend in that last weekend there were a lot of duds right i think you know all eight teams that are left in the nfl playoffs now are good football teams with good head coaches and decent quarterbacks at least well let's talk about bills at chiefs um the sunday uh night game tightest spread chiefs favored minus one and a half what are your thoughts on this one uh yeah this is one i think it's going to trend towards two maybe even one and a half bills are taking money here i'm not necessarily enough to get this thing to pick them but uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a tricky one. I think if you get Buffalo's best game, um, you know they're probably going to beat the Chiefs. Uh, I think if you get both teams' average game, I think the Chiefs win. Uh, and I think the the worst version of both teams, I think Kansas City's a little bit better than that. I think the Bills are very high variance. Uh, you know, we're talking about a team that lost to Jacksonville in the middle of the season, uh, and even two weeks ago, I mean three weeks ago, they were down at halftime at home to the Falcons. Uh, and, you know, two weeks ago they were uh, only up 13-10 in the, in the waning minutes uh, of a game against the Jets. They ended up covering that game. They did the same thing against the Dolphins at home as well this year. Um, but this is a Buffalo team that's very uneven, the quarterback very uneven, um, but, uh, you know, the highs are very high for that team. And I think if you catch them on a great day, uh, they can beat the Chiefs. But uh, to me, uh, you know, I think we're a little bit under, underselling Mahomes and Reed. If, if anything, I don't. My model doesn't show value on this game. But if anything, I think you have to go with the team that's hosted three straight AFC title games, uh, ATS in this one. Guys, it's tough to get better than uh, Hunter and Eager back to back. I shared my angles for the AFC games. I'll hit on the NFC divisional round matchups, and we'll hear from another professional better and entertaining what at that. Trust me. That's next on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, six seventy the score and the Odyssey app. 
The Score listener line is open 24-7, 365, empowered by BetQL, BetSmarter, and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, 670 The Score, usually Saturdays 8 to 9 a.m., but we're here 6 to 7 a.m. through the NFL playoffs because we have the BetQL NFL playoff show from 7 to 9. I'm on Twitter, at Joe Ostrowski, at Joe Ostrowski. Shared my thoughts on the AFC, backing Tennessee, Buffalo, also like Mahomes, over 2.5 touchdowns, Singletary, over 59.5 rushing yards on the props front. Now let's hit the NFC games. Tonight it's the Niners and the Packers at a frozen Lambeau field, and Jimmy Garoppolo has never played in the NFL in frozen temperatures. I know he grew up in the area, but never played an NFL game in these frozen temps, and they're saying it'll be around, oh, zero degrees. Back in week three, Packers won 30-28 to as underdogs. But we've got this point spread going back and forth between five and a half and six points in favor of Green Bay. The Packers' weakness is defending the run. And it just happens to be a strength of San Francisco with Shanahan's rushing offense. Now, when they played in that game, the Niners only ran the ball for 67 yards. But they didn't have Eli Mitchell as part of the attack. They did not have Debo Samuel as part of the running game. He had zero rushing yards in that contest. And he's been on a terrific run. The injury news, all positive for San Francisco this week. Jimmy G's been practicing in full. Looks like Nick Bosa is going to be cleared to go. Fred Warner, Mitchell, they're all good. Now, Lambeau Field is likely the biggest home field advantage that we still have in the NFL. MVS, doubtful for Green Bay. That's big. They have not scored more than 27 points when MVS is out. That's the deep threat. Is Bakhtiari going to play? Jair Alexander? We don't know. Everyone expects Green Bay to march on. But I like San Francisco to hang around. You look at success rate, EPA per play, offensively and defensively, they are top 10. Debo Samuel has scored a touchdown eight of his last nine games, and it that prop is even money, Debo to score a touchdown. So I don't mind backing that one either. Tomorrow's NFC game, I'll talk about it more with Jim Miller coming up in a little bit. Of all four games this weekend, I have the least amount of confidence in this matchup. If you're asking me, just just make a pick, just make a pick, I'll take Tom Brady. The point spread's three, and I get Tom Brady in the playoffs. I'm concerned about the Bucks' offensive line. The incredible tackle Wirfs is beat up. Center Ryan Jensen, the same thing. And also swing tackle Josh Weld. But also on the Rams' side, their left tackle, Andrew Whitworth. So both offensive lines in a world of trouble. When is too much for Brady? When is it? I mean, he's down to Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller, Brashard Perriman on the outside, along with Mike Evans. So that's a concern. Stafford looked good, but is he going to win another big game throughout his career? Hasn't been able to do that. Going to be tough for the Rams to run the ball, so it's going to be on Stafford's shoulders. Let's see if he can come through with it. Again, if forced to make a play, I take Brady. But this one just too tough to call for me to say that I like a side or even a prop at maybe Cam Akers against that Bucks stout run defense. Maybe you can go under there, but uh, I, I don't love anything. I'm just going to sit on the sideline. Professional better Bill Krakenberger joined me this week on my show, BetQL Daily. You can find it weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. live on 105.9 FM HD2 and the Odyssey app under the BetQL network or just subscribe to the BetQL Daily Podcast and Listen at your leisure. 
Not only did the Crackman talk about the divisional round going on this weekend, but we took a look ahead at the Super Bowl. I, I kind of like lean to some of the dogs here too. I'm I'm not so fast to uh, to, to to usually bet an NFL side, and I haven't bet an NFL side at these playoffs. But if I was, I actually lean to all four dogs here. Now I would look towards alternative lines too, not just the line. Um, yeah, let me see. I seen last night. Okay, so San Fran. I seen San Fran last night plus seven, minus thirty on an alternative line. That line may actually stay around there. It may even get better because the sharper sports books that are uh, one of those sharp ones offshore, which a lot of the places follow, they're minus five and a half, minus fourteen. I think it was. So the, I seen the alternative line there with the plus seven, minus thirty. One way that I really don't talk about too much. It's to attack uh, futures. I'm not a future. This particular future pool, I have no interest in taking Green Bay plus 350. I just don't. It's just uh, I don't think any team is this year is a standout team, as everyone knows. Here's one way to attack it, though. If you like Green Bay, why not bet Rodgers as the MVP right now? So the MVP, you can get about four and a half or five to one. Take a shot. If you're going to bet... Super Bowl future on Green Bay. I think mm-hmm. you should look at the quarterbacks. Uh, quarterbacks are usually the MVPs. Not always, but I think it's ten of the last thirteen or something like that. So mm-hmm. I, I would look at I, like I would look at MVPs um, instead of betting a, a low favorite. Which let's face it, there it's a heavily juiced market too. I hate betting at the futures markets. I really do. There's so people think, oh wow, I can get five to one. I can get seven to one. They don't realize that actually probably about a 25 to 40 percent house edge crack when you look at the um the props for a weekend take us through your your process here right did you look at the past matchup between the two teams how a player's trending like how do you zone in on a prop you want to take for let's say sunday bucks and the rams like let's say cooper cup just for an example like how would you give me your process how you get to all right i'm gonna go under or over that guy's prop Okay, like I said earlier with the Roethlisberger, that was almost like a basic strategy one, a team that's be, that's going to be a good quarterback, quality quarterback that's going to be in a position of a 13-point dog. We're not going to have that, that, that type of way. So you're going to look into a, a Cooper Cup. You're going to look into his, without giving away the house, you're going to look at his previous matchups versus this type of defense or the actual defense or what he's done in previous games against this team or this type of defense. So, yeah, it's all about – and, of course, you want to know by his form. You want to see this year, boy, there's so many different guys that are uh, injured or whatever. You want to make sure that he's in perfect form, perfect health, and, uh, you know, he, he did look great last night. But, again, now now that you mentioned guys like that, marquee players, I will not be, you know, betting any overs on many wide receivers – tight ends, running backs. I, I, I'm looking to bet unders. I bet about 80% unders normally. Uh, that, that's really it. It's, it's really, it's a lot simpler than people think, actually. It's, it's uh, listen, there's, there's analytics and there's all these other things. This is really just going by pure stats. It's a stats-driven and how, how they're actually playing now compared to, you know, maybe earlier in the season, but definitely facing not only that type of, that, that team, but that type of team, that type of defense to see how it sets up uh, for them. We started talking about the amount of preparation uh, it takes to uh, bet the Super Bowl and get down early. And I know you do a ton of work every year. When are you going to start to figure out 
how you're going to attack the Super Bowl market because the props is where it's at for everybody. If you're just betting sides totals NFL all year, but every everybody uh, is in for the various props that are out there. There's, there's obvious. There's honestly not enough money I can get my hands on for a Super Bowl <laughs> props. When, when we filmed action on uh, Showtime a couple of years back, literally, I thought I brought enough money with me to the East Coast, and I brought hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I ran out of money. I, I actually had to go. <laughs> I mean, there's so I didn't realize that there'd be so many markets, so many different sports books uh, here in Atlantic City, and just just in general. Um, there's a lot of impersonal bets that I like to make at the kiosk, you know, live in person, not not, not just on your um, your device. Uh, normally, again, like I said earlier, the overs early when they first come up, you know, ten days before the game, I'll start that. Seven days before the game, real heavy. The Sunday before, start betting with the overs, and and I really wait on most of the unders until day of game where they're forced to over move some lines to get some two way action. But as far as preparation, I am rooting, which I normally don't root, but I'm rooting for the higher power offenses. So I don't want a boring Super Bowl. Not that it's boring, but I'm looking for the higher power offense teams that are supposed to get be the higher power teams. Because, again, I'm scooping up uh, at least 80 percent unders is going to be the way I'll be rooting in the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I also like like to bet like no touchdown by certain people. Uh, I think that's a big edge uh, that people don't really look at. They people like to 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 actually bet someone to get a uh, touchdown. Will Gronk get a touchdown? I'm looking to bet the opposite of that. Maybe not Gronk though. Let's not use Gronk because that Gronk Brady connection is so such a close bond of friendship that as we've seen. Last week, which was a very good bet, by the way, over six and a half, I think it was, receptions for, for Gronk in order to get his bonus money and his incentive money during the regular season. So, mm-hmm. But that particular guy, no, let's not use that. Let's use other guys like maybe your Cooper Cup or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm looking to, to bet the no touchdown on a lot of things. But I'll bet them again closer to game time because, listen, let's face it, people go to watch the Super Bowl or big events like that. And they're rooting for points and they're positive and they're happy and they're drinking with their buddies. They don't want to just sit back and say, no, no scoring. No, shh, quiet. We don't want anything to be. No, that's not the way life is. It's not the way human nature is. So you could just take advantage of some of those things. I, I call it really like some low hanging fruit. They have the game. Uh, you can almost go in there and scoop up all these unders. For this weekend coming up here, uh, early thoughts on these matchups. You mentioned earlier dogs. Just yep. your quick yep. thoughts on, on some of the games. I, I'm with you. I think dogs this week, it could be the play. I'm going to I'm gonna sound like a square here. I uh, I also, the Kansas City-Buffalo game, I haven't done it yet. I, I, you know, I may actually bet the first half over in this game. Um, I think a lot of points are going to be scored in this game. I know it's a high line as a way. It's, it's you know, 50, 54 and a half uh, at FanDuel. It's a, it's a lot of points, but I, I actually think they may come out and, and score a lot of points in that game. So that's something. Usually I don't even give out picks. So there's a lean. It's not a, I don't want to hear people coming after me if they're losers. <laughs> but anyway, that, that, that's a lean I have. And, and, you know, if anything, if I'm forced to do anything here, I'm, I, I think I like, I, I lean towards these dogs. Look at the alternative line. I've seen a great alternative line here. So I've seen Buffalo plus three and a half. You weren't laying uh, a lot of points to it. I lean to those dogs. I lean, I like Buffalo. I, I, I lean to Buffalo. 
The crack man, Bill Krakenberger, the man likes to talk, and he informs every time. Always terrific stuff. Weekly contributor Jim Miller joins me next to handicap points bet odds boost. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Start your sign-up process for an account on the PointsBet app today. Registration, then easy to complete at one of our three convenient sportsbook locations, the most in and around Chicago, more than any other sportsbook. Whether you stay in play or bet and go, come experience the top sports betting locations in Illinois. PointsBet Sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse, the closest sportsbook to downtown Chicago. PointsBet Sportsbook in Crestwood, the only sportsbook in Chicago's south suburbs. And PointsBet Sportsbook in Prospect Heights. Illinois' newest sportsbook points bet where signups, cash deposits, and withdrawals are fast. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturday morning, Sports Radio 670. The score with you a little bit earlier throughout the NFL playoffs right here. And weekly contributor on early odds is Jim Miller. He's a pitching maven when it comes to developing (laughs) very young pitchers. Jim, we are both in a NFL playoff survivor league. And I did a dumb thing with game theory. I didn't <laughs> trust my instincts. My instincts were saying, go take the underdog, go against McCarthy and the Cowboys. They always disappoint. Give me Shanahan against McCarthy. I didn't do it. And then for some really dumb reason, I took the Arizona Cardinals, the worst possible pick on the board. The only reason I took the Cardinals was because I was thinking, okay, Rams, Cardinals, I hate you both. So I'm just going to take a shot and take the Cardinals because nobody else is going to take them. Maybe they win, and then I don't have to deal with them moving forward. Well, the pool doesn't have to deal with me. You don't have to deal with me moving forward because I'm I'm out after Monday night. Well, you were on an island, though. You were the only one to select <laughs> yes. the Cardinals, so I'll give you credit for that, Joe. I'll tell you, it's, it's weird because we've talked about survivor pools all throughout the course of the season, and that playoff survivor is really tough because mm-hmm. the strategy going into it is one of those things where, of course, you want to survive in advance. But to win something like this, you have to have the Super Bowl winner. But that means you have to have them available come the Super Bowl. So that's where I'm struggling strategy-wise, just kind of trying to figure out my plays through each and every round. Yeah, so last week, Jim took KC. He's like, survive in advance, survive in advance. Obviously, my thinking going in was, oh, no, I I need to think past the wild card round, division round championship Sunday and of course the Super Bowl it's not the largest pool but it does appear that you're going to have to win the Super Bowl and have at least one team available so on championship Sunday you're taking one side and then if you advance to the Super Bowl and there's more than one person alive you're going to need to take the other side the winner on on that other conference Right, and that's the thing about it, and that was kind of my strategy going in. My feeling was Kansas City's defense still has some question marks to them, mm-hmm. and I thought they could get beaten just because of the way the matchups were in the second round by the Bills. So because of that was the reason I took KC. I thought, okay, yes, you want to survive and advance that first round. I wanted to avoid that San Francisco-Dallas game, and, and I'm glad I did because I might have been on the wrong side of that. Now you go into this weekend, Joe, I think a lot of people are going to take the Packers and I want to stay away from them because I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. So for me, looking at it strategy wise, well, I can't pick KC. What happens if they win? And I say over to pick Tennessee, all of a sudden I'm I'm done in the AFC because both of my teams are, are gone and I'm really done in the pool because then if the pack wins, 
okay, I can't pick the Super Bowl winner. So to me, it comes all down to one game and a game that I'm struggling with. I've been back and forth all week long. It's mm-hmm. the Rams and the Bucks. I don't know which way to go yet. I'm trying to figure that out. What's your thoughts on the game and just on the strategy overall? Well, you've got to stay away from the Bills because the winner of KC Buffalo, you mentioned you already used the Chiefs. They're likely going to win the AFC. And hey, yep. I could be wrong. The Green Bay San Francisco, I know you're staying away from Green Bay, but just just a thought on that. You might be wrong about Green Bay winning the Super Bowl, and this could be the spot when they're bounced, believe it or not, just based on the matchup. The Packers can't stop the run, and we know the strength of San Francisco. Hobble Jimmy G. I'm not saying San Francisco is going to win the game, but I wouldn't want to take Green Bay, and that's the largest point spread, and I think you're right. That will be the most popular pick just based on what people did wild card weekend where they were trying to go the safe route. If I'm looking to survive in advance, I would stay on the AFC side and I would go with the Tennessee Titans with the mismatches they have in the trenches on both sides, offensively and defensively advantage. Tennessee also have the extra rest. Very underrated here. I would go with Tennessee. But if we're going game theory, you already took Kansas City on the AFC side of the bracket. So maybe you want to go with someone on the NFC side. You think Green Bay. Yeah, you've got to go with the winner of the Rams and the Bucks. And Jim, I I know it's Tampa favored by three, but I really think that's a toss-up matchup. I mean, my pick yeah. is going to be Brady in the playoffs. That's going to be my pick, but I'm really concerned about the state of that offensive line versus that Rams pass rush. Well, and that's the thing about it. I'm actually leaning Rams right now. I mean, yes, Brady was good enough last week against Philly, but Philly's bad. And their offense is just so depleted. I mean, Brashard Perriman's catching balls. He's like your number two receiver over on that side. And you look on the other side of the ball, like you like you said, there were Tampa Bay offensive linemen dropping left and right last week. Mm-hmm. And now you're lining up against the Rams front four, who, who's absolutely incredible. They, they just decimated that Arizona offense and were in complete control of the game. I tend to wonder if the Rams are not only one team that a lot of people are going to stay away from, but a team that can win that game outright. And yes, I could get bounced here in week two, but if Green Bay either falls to San Fran, or even if they win and win it all, that's a whole lot of people that don't have a possibility of winning a pool like this in my mind. So you're going back and forth. You're going to hold off until these games start later today? I'm going to wait all the way until they start later today. And and for the reason (laughs) that we have all season long, you have to wait for inactives. You don't want to have some sort of COVID cases pop up, some sort of just a weird injury that pops up. So I'm going to wait till the bitter end to make that selection and see what happens. Yep. But that is probably the game I'm going to sit on and wait. Just just the Rams and the Bucks and the determination on which way I'm going to go in the end. Yeah, I hear you. And if you go with Tennessee at this point, if it's KC, Tennessee in the AFC championship, right. then you have to go NFC side on championship Sunday. And if it goes to the Super Bowl, you're done. Right, right. exactly. So you've got to go with the NFC side and hope you yep. pick the right one. What about points bet boosters for this division round weekend? Man, we were smart last week when we were talking about the Debo boost, Debo Samuel scoring, and that was a really nice boost and a paid off. And it's something that we told everybody to jump onto, and it was definitely worth something. Now, there was a couple boosts this week. I saw the Chris Sims boost of the week, which is OBJ plus 50 receiving yards, boosted from plus 105 to plus 160. Mm. I found that to be an interesting boost. And then the other one that I really found interesting, it's called the Hustle Name a Bet Boost. All right, now you need the Titans, Packers, Bucks, and Chiefs all to win. 
And that got boosted from plus 553 to plus 630. So that's a pretty significant boost, all with teams that figure to win. So there's two interesting boosts. Is there one that uh, you look to over the other? Ah, okay. So I just need the favorites for that plus 630, huh? Right. That's a pretty nice payout for the favorites. I know they're shorter favorites. I feel strong about Green Bay. Here's here's a thing. I, I think we might have two underdogs win outright. But, man, that's a nice payout. I could see it happening. Yeah, certainly could get that home field for all those games. The Odell Beckham one. How about the impact that he's made? People said he was done. Well, how much was the atmosphere? How much was Baker Mayfield? They needed him to step in and take over a large role in that offense. I know you already have Cooper Cup this year, the best receiver in the game. However, Robert Woods went down. They needed more to Beckham. That's exactly what they've gotten. Here's the thing about it, too. That's a game that there should be some points put up on the board. So because of that, and they went to OBJ last week. They went to him in the red zone. They went to him numerous times. Yep. They're only asking for 50 yards. That's not a whole lot in a game like this, Joe. Yeah, I, I would go with the OBJ one, but that's me because I'm looking at a couple of underdogs possibly winning uh, this weekend. Jim, what about the horses today as people also have some action on the football? Yeah, we got back in the winner's circle last week, so let's look again today. We do have one uh, derby prep. It's the LeCompte. That's race number 14 at Fairgrounds. Bet the five-horse epicenter across the board. And then the hometown track, two horses at Hawthorne. Race six, bet the three, bet mine across the board. Race eight, bet the four, Foxy Fiji across the board. And then we'll get ready for an NFL Sunday, Joe. You know what, Jim? I'm going to circle back. It was 54 yards against Arizona. Four catches on four targets. Then I'm looking at the end of the season. He was impactful in the end zone. He had all those touchdowns, but the yardage wasn't there. 18, 39, 37, 7. There was a 77, but also a 28. You know, I could be wrong. It could be all favorites. You know, that's probably the route I'd go between the two booths. How about you? You know, I'll throw a few bucks on each. They're both plus money. It's (laughs) worth uh, taking a little shot on both of them. Maybe you get lucky and cash on two. Jim Miller, Hawthorne Racecourse, and Points Bet Sportsbook. Let's do it again next Saturday morning. All right, Jim? Man, hopefully I can survive in advance, Joe. Jim can't help himself. Who am I kidding? Action on all four NFL playoff games this weekend, which you will be able to hear right here on 670 The Score. Shared my favorite looks, and we had PFF's Eric Eager and professional bettors Simon Hunter and Bill Krakenberger. I recommend using the rewind feature on the Odyssey app or catch it on the early odds of Joe Strowski podcast. If you missed any of it, we had more betting angles all week on BetQL Daily. So subscribe to the podcast if you're looking for a few more. It airs live weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. on 105.9 FM HD 2, 105.9 FM HD 2 and on the Odyssey app under the BetQL network. More sports betting content with the BetQL NFL Playoff Show featuring my guys Nick Costos and Ken Barkley up next. Cash some tickets and keep it locked right here on 670 The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.